Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, and the Gurkha Cigar Studio in beautiful British Columbia, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Mitchell Santaga. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I'm joined once again by our very own Mitchell Santaga in beautiful British Columbia on the Gurkha Cigar Studios. Um, it's Wednesday night, which means it's another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. And uh, we got another pairing episode for you, <clears throat> which we'll get to in just a minute. But first and foremost, Mitchell, how are you? You know what? Like you said, beautiful British Columbia and the Gurkha Cigar Studios it is sunny out. It's a little chilly because you know it's starting to Ho- starting to get into that fall weather. Hockey season started. Hockey season has started. Um, I don't follow any teams. Because our local team is pretty much the worst in the league all the time, and have never won a cup. And uh, and by the way, by the way, we beat you in the Stanley Cup final in 2011. Yeah, just in case you forgot, we beat you seven games, but we we beat you. Seven games. We we beat you on your ice. Yep. That you know, if we were to win it, it should have been that day. And uh, I. I hate pretty much everyone from Boston. No, I'm just kidding. I don't follow. Can hockey. I? Can I just say yeah, too? Like... I remember that. I remember that series. I remember that series. I was t- 2011, so I was in my junior year of high school, going into my senior year of high school. Um, I remember that series really well, and I remember Roberto Luongo, who. I think it was a good goaltender. I mean, I'll, I'll give him that. He, he was good. Dude, was... Vancouverites smashed that man any um, chance they could. And then, which is a shame because, I mean, you know, not for nothing, but, I mean, it went seven games. I mean, it's not like you guys mm-hmm. got blown out. I mean, you know, you, mm-hmm. you know, it went seven games. I think that says a lot for both teams. Uh, but I just remember here, all I heard about was the Sedin twins. That's all I heard about. Like, oh, the had. whole playoffs. I was like, oh, the, the Vancouver, they got the Sedin twins, and it was just like, like they were supposed to be like the untouchable duo, like, oh man, and like, we beat them, and it was like, so, you know, I guess they're not as good as everyone thought. That's who, you know. No, it's true. Honestly, the Sedin's <laughs> are probably the the legacy of Vancouver, right? Like they, I, again, I don't follow the team very well because of just. Mike Palmer's here, or whatever, but they're just terrible. I, I can't um, tell if he doesn't like the hockey talk or if he's just like frustrated with hockey right now in general. <laughs> I think, I, you know, as a Floridian, I assume he doesn't watch hockey. Yeah, even yeah. though their team, what weren't weren't uh, wasn't it the Lightning in the playoffs last year? Yeah, I think they didn't. Were. They like win it for two a year or two in a row. They won. Bad. They won. I think. This I think just, they won again. If they won twenty one and. No, they won twenty and twenty-one. I think. Hmm. Yeah, they won back-to-back cups. If yeah, I remember correctly. Like Na- Canadian teams can barely even make the playoffs, and then we got you know teams like Florida that have never seen snow in their entire life. The cup you know. has not been hoisted on your side of the border since before I was born. Yeah, because everyone sucks here. Do you know what it is? Just Do you know saying. what it is? It's that you know, all the Canadian teams. They hire American players, and all the American teams hire Canadian players, and that's why you guys are good. We got all your players. Yeah, that's exactly. It's like you know we can't afford to purchase all the Canadian players, so we just and all the Finnish you know, the players. Scraps, 
and the Czechoslovakian players. We do get we, we do get all get those guys internet. too. <laughs> yeah, you guys get some stronger international players, right? So it's uh yeah, it's it's just a money thing, and also like culturally here, sports is just not as strong, right? Like we yeah we don't have a strong sports culture if anything there's actually a large movement of like an anti-sports culture in it being toxic in canada so it's uh it's it's very different here yeah i could see that i mean the culture obviously very different i mean sports here it's like especially like american football is like yep. almost oh it's almost a religious thing i mean it's well, I mean, sunday is football day and that's it baseball i mean you're talking about what is been said and argued America's great pastime yeah. is a big deal. Um, then you got basketball, year. which I don't think is as popular as it was maybe 20 years ago, but it's still big. And then you got hockey, and I think hockey, um, hockey's still really popular here. Um, yep, it's still a big deal here. I mean, you know, we have a lot, we have a lot more teams than you do. We also, but we also have a lot of regions of the country that are similar to Canada. They the cold weather yep. regions where exactly. where kids sure. grow up playing hockey all the time. Um, you know, yeah. So I mean, it, it, I think hockey is still very strong, and I think hockey is getting. Strong. I think hockey is getting even. I think it's getting stronger in the United States. I maybe I'm out of touch, but yeah, you know, it's, it's it seems a, to be. I feel like more people I talk to watch hockey. Game. You know, yeah. like I I meet more game. people now who I'm like, and they're like, oh man, I fucking love hockey, and I'm like, not that it's a bad thing, but I'm like, I just didn't take him as a hockey guy. I just and I just I feel like you get more and more of it. I don't know. Maybe it's me, but you know, whatever. It is what it so, is. It's that time. I grew up playing and watching lacrosse, which is, you know, the the, the stepchild of the Canadian sport world. Um, it's not very popular. People think it's some brutal, horrible sport. And, uh, yeah, I played field and box. And for me, lacrosse is a great game, one of the best games out there. But uh, It's more of a college yeah, sport here. I mean, like. Yeah, people just don't like to watch yeah, it, it is. for some reason. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Having said that, let's bring Michael. I don't want him to sit in the in the background for too long. Yeah, we're just leaving him out. I know. Like we got, we got carried away with all this hockey talk. Let's bring him well, in. Well, listen, I'm not a hockey guy. Otherwise, you know that I would talk. So you know. <laughs> I know. Michael Capellini's back on the show. Doing another pairing tonight. Um, you know, this is uh, we're gonna do a pairing on the show, but it's also kind of a little bit more laid back of a show. I'm not really going to grill Mike and do an interview with him because he's already been on the show several times, and I feel like most people already know who he is. Uh, so this is more of just us kind of hanging out, um, having a good time, you know, amongst audience friends. comments, and definitely one of those shows where we'll get to lots of audience comments. those comments. If you have comments, dump them in there. Don't be shy. Even if yeah. you're hesitant, True dump story. it in there. Let's get the comments rolling. You never know. Maybe I'll pick someone. I'll call Nona up. Call Nona up. Get her to bring in some questions. You know. You know, it, if if the comments get hot enough, maybe I'll give something away. I don't know. I don't oh. know. If I, oh. They, they got to get going. I mean, if it's like one guy, you know, let's get this shit going. Let's get this party started. Mike, welcome back to the show. It feels like just yesterday you were here, which kind of was. It was like two, two months ago. It was right before Anastasia was born. Yeah. Yeah, like literally, it was. It does seem like yesterday, but it's really not. I mean, I was thinking about that as I was getting on to the show. I'm like, when the hell was the last show that I told the world the baby's name and I shouldn't have? I couldn't remember what, what, what oh, the stop. baby was of that one. So, oh, stop. You didn't you know. do anything wrong. So for the- you just you, you erased, <laughs> yeah, but you erased you know. that day from your memory. It was you know what's funny? So I have I have two people in the industry now 
who like still apologized to me about something that like I've already it wasn't even like a thing. Like there's Michael for apologizing about saying the baby's name and then you still got Coop who he hasn't done it lately, but like Coop will still be like, you know, I'm still really sorry about that first interaction we had. And I'm like, Coop, me and you have done so much together since then that that's not even a thought in my brain. And he's he, but he's still like, yeah. I'm so sorry. I feel so you know, bad. Michael, you, re- <laughs> you really just have to worry about the trade show when you see Nicole face to face for the first time. And uh, and she brings that. It up. That's literally my fear. <laughs> I was actually afraid that she was going to come down and and deliver because uh, Matt said that he he was getting his coffee ready and she was bringing it down. I was like, oh god, where is she? I got to hide when she comes. I got to. <laughs> she no, she doesn't. I don't even. I don't even know if she noticed. Uh, because I, I don't even know if hey, she saw. Ahead, right, I don't. I don't even know if she saw that episode because at the time she was so pregnant. I think she was just sleeping all the time. And I don't even think she saw that episode. And then with everything with the baby, I don't think she's. I don't think she's gone back. I don't even think she knows. I mean, she probably knows now. Oh, yeah. You see, it's too late now. She knows because now she's here and, in the comments. And, I will and be John. forgiven if you make me a coffee at the booth. Now, ah, see, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Deal. <laughs> Deal. Deal. See, she. She's like. She's like my wife. Eyes everywhere. We think they're not there, and then boom, there they are. So, so that's all yep, you gotta do. And you years. see her coming, be like, get that espresso machine going. Let's go. <laughs> Deal, deal, deal. I'll give you the damn machine. So jo- John, John had mentioned uh, two proud fathers on the screen tonight. Uh, I think we actually have three. All three, three of us. Three proud fathers here. Not all only, three of us. We got three dads on the show. This is a dad three show. Three dads. Only two of Real us are dad. girl dads, though. Michael, Michael got yeah. the boy. Yeah. Which is not a bad I, thing. I have my baby boy Angela. But the no, but no. the girl, but the girl dad well, thing is. And again special about this right so now that we have angelo i mean i would imagine you know god willing we'll be able to try for a second and we'll see what what uh, what the situation is ah see now john's gonna feel bad so now he takes away my guilt for saying that all right john you're all good buddy cancels out (laughs) really really the question is who who did he not think was the father most likely me because i look like i'm 12 yeah, you know, that's exactly what it is. Because everybody, actually everybody, probably, everybody, everybody knows. Actually have the oldest kid here. Everybody. Well, the thing is, too, is like me and Michael post pictures of our children on social media all the time, and I don't mm-hmm. know if you do. Yeah. No, I don't. So it's easy for people to not realize you have kids, it's and true. you look like you're 12 years old. But ah, that's yeah. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. You yeah. said it first. I'm gonna use it. So, you know. That's fair. I'd say that you look too young, and then I'd tell Kevin that he looks too old. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, what are we going to do? We uh, we balance each other out. I know. I know. It's a, it's a very diverse Mitchell, team. one day you're going to take that very, very well, buddy. The fact that Matt and I are going to like old geezers, and you're going to look like you're a nice, spry 40-year-old while I'm walking around with a cane. So, trust me. <laughs> enjoy every second of it, buddy. I already, I already take it as somewhat of a compliment. You know, he's older than me, good. which is the funny thing. He's older than me. How yeah. old? You're 31 now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be 30 yeah. in December. He's already 31. Oh my god, I'm the, I'm the oldest one on this show. How old are you? 40? 38? Thir- all right, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> 40. All right. What are you? 51 here? Go- Take, take a breath. What the hell? I know. I know. Fifty-one. I know no, 51's insulting. That's too high. I was like, I was dancing on the edge there with 38, 40. 51. That's just rude. <laughs> I'm actually 
actually, I'm actually 34. Thank you very much, Matt. Oh, there you go. You know who's uh, gonna be 40? Carney. Carney's gonna be 40. Is he really? Yeah, February. That's an old man right there. Yeah, February he turns 40. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. Once in a while he'll pop into my comments on on stuff, but yeah. I don't really see him that much. But you're looking a good 34. That's not bad. That's a good. We're all looking great. Yeah, what the hell? We're here to talk about tobacco, not how I. This is Mitchell's. This is Mitchell's fault because he started it. You know, he brought it up. It I is mean, my fault. Yeah, damn it, did. Mitchell. You yeah, know. So. Um. Anyway. So anyway, Michael, we're, what do we? What do we got going on here? I got my coffee. I got my. I got my Master H three. What are we doing with it? Nice, nice. So I figured this time going around, I always do alcoholic pairings. Uh, um, to do two different pairings. Um, we always talk about uh, the deliciousness of cigars and coffee. So I figured, you know what? Let's do a, a coffee pairing. It's not too late at night. It's only 7.30, so a little coffee will do us good. And then the second one we're going to do, uh, if, if time allots, we will go into a second cigar with some Halloween chocolate. I did this pairing on during COVID the one year a lot of feedback from it that it was good so i said you know what why don't we go ahead so we're gonna do a coffee i actually have an iced coffee mm. the master age number three master age number three um by the way the fact that i am drinking an iced coffee right now my nona and nona are turning in their graves knowing that i'm drinking coffee with ice they're probably not too happy with me but i mean that's neither here nor there oh delicious and i've become I've become in love with it, though. I never liked it until recently, so. Oh, I'm going to add on to that. I know somebody who drinks red wine with ice in it. Ooh. Ooh. Because oh. Can anybody <coughs> guess who this person is? I hope it's not Nicole. I, I don't. It's Nicole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, it's sometimes sh it's uh... shocking. But she likes it that way. So you can't, I'm like, hey, you know, if you that's know, what floats your boat, but like, no. it's very unconventional. Yeah, you White know, wine it's... all day. A Pinot Grigio on the rocks. <laughs> yeah, actually, sign me up. Yeah, that's not as bad. A nice Pinot Noir. Can't do it. You know, we all Ooh. we all like different things. Yeah, that's you know, we all that's like tough. different things. I know. But, uh... I know, I know. But I figured, I you know, I mean, iced coffee is normal. I mean, it's not normal yeah, to most Italian a... families, but you know, red wine and ice is up there too. Well, which I thought, you know, yeah, that that that's something I don't like. I I, I listen even uh. She goes, uh, <laughs> it's not like I put it in Camus. <laughs> ah, Nicole, you took the words out of my mouth. Literally, I was going to say, it's not like she's putting ice in an Amarone or a Camus. I swear to God, that is what I was going to say. So oh. you are correct in that. I agree with you. I only I do it if it's there, cheap and so. never in a restaurant. That's true. That's All fair. All right. Okay. That's there you fair. Are. Okay. All right. Okay. Now we're, now we're understanding the, the reality. Of There's it. some stipulations yeah, here. Okay. Yeah. This okay. is true. We're 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 okay then. So anyway, back to the pairings. Um, I wanted to do a coffee, and it's interesting. So there is a local um, 
uh, roaster here in Scranton. It's literally called Electric City Roasting. They do uh, a lot of like local stuff, but they're also in almost every state in the United States now, which is pretty cool. One of their lines of coffee is actually named after, you know, uh, parts of the office and characters of the office, which is pretty um, day their iced coffee and i just put a splash of cream that i i put a little bit of uh non-sugar caramel uh flavoring to it so mm. i really like this it's really good it's not sweet it's not nice so i just wanted to give a shout out to electric city for giving me the opportunity to use their stuff because i think it's amazing coffee and as you know every time i pair something as long as the company's okay with me mentioning it I always mention the company. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just like we do with all our other pairings, like a lot of people, I always say to them, they're like, oh, so I love coffee and a cigar in the morning. I'm like, yeah, do you? how do you smoke it? What do you do? You just sit there and take a puff and then a sip of your coffee? Or do you actually like do some thought to it? Because there really is, you could go through the pair coffee, believe it or not, hot or cold. Uh, because the essence is especially coffee because there's such a, a bitter undertone to most really good coffees. It really draws out the earthiness of the cigar itself. So that's why I thought this would be a really, really good pairing to start tonight with. I, um, Joseph Seymour, what's up, buddy? Thanks for being here. Um, I have a, a warm coffee that Nicole prepared for me. And, um... It's delicious. There's some mocha in there, which will really round Ooh. out the whole thing later. Um, but also, nice. I did go a little alcoholic tonight. Um, I and myself and Nicole, I should say, are really big fans. And at least around here, we can get it. I don't know about anywhere else, but around here, it's usually pretty easy to get. Um, the Buffalo Trays Bourbon Cream. Um, throw a little splash of that in our coffee. It's delicious. Provides a nice little spice. No, I... I've never had it. What is this? Well, think Bailey's, right? Bailey's is like an Irish cream with Irish whiskey. And, you know, this is like that same concept, but with Buffalo Trace bourbon. Um, so a little That's sweeter, cool. a little more spice to it. Um, it's, it's very, it's very good with pumpkin spice coffees, which Nicole drinks a lot of. Um, and our, our coffee comes out of an espresso machine. So, uh, mm -hmm. Nicole will use the Nespresso pods, and she'll make her coffees, and then she'll she'll put that in there. Um, and it's really delicious. And that's kind of what she did for me here. This is an espresso. I don't know which blend of coffee this is, but I know it's an espresso coffee with some mocha and um, Buffalo Trace bourbon cream. So just a little bit of booze mm -hmm. in it. Not a lot, but it does provide a nice, a little bit of a sweetness, but a little bit of a spice component too, which I think is pairing really well with the tobacco because it kind of dances with that. You know, the natural spices and the earthiness of the tobacco. And, yeah, you have some a little bit of sweetness in the coffee. But you also have some of that sweetness in the the, the spices in the cream, which put together, mm -hmm. it just seems like the perfect marriage. They don't they don't fight each other. They, they fit so well together, which I think is great. I have to look for that. I've never had it. I want to try it. Sounds really interesting. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black bottle, orange top. <clears throat> okay. um, All right, I'll look for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like I said. I'm not a one of the things, and and again, Nicole. Sorry, we're not on the same page with this either. My wife loves everything pumpkin. Like when they started to come out with the pumpkin stuff in July this year, 
she's like, oh my God, there it is. Can't wait to drink it. I'm not a pumpkin. I don't like the pumpkin spice coffee. Uh, I don't mind it. And she also gets like quad, she also gets like 50 cream or 50 sugars in her coffee, which I don't understand how that <laughs> even comes to fruition, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I just like my coffee 99% of the time black, but like I said, I put a little bit of sweet cream in here. Well, not real sugar, which was probably worse than the real sugar. So, but it does yeah. round out real nice. And the number three, the Master Age number three itself is um, one of the newer uh, blends of Toscano, the uber premium side of Toscano in the really nice confection boxes that we have. Uh, and it's all American tobacco. So you would expect this cigar to be very spicy and everything. But because of the particular aging process that we do, that 360 days under specific temperature and uh, humidification, it kind of nullifies the, the power of the tobacco, but complexes the so those spices, those really earthy tones come to fruition. And, and right now with this coffee, it's interesting. The caramel iced coffee from Electric City Roasting into a hazelnut coffee, believe it or not. Like there's that nuttiness from the cigar that's mellowing, mellowing really nice with the, uh, the caramel uh, flavor in, in the coffee too. So, But like mm. I was saying, I mean, you know, you could do a coffee pairing just like you do an alcoholic pairing. So like I always say to you guys, if you guys, Mitchell, do you have coffee? Yeah, so I actually went with uh, a coffee, a warm coffee from a brand called Allegro. Uh, this is a specific breakfast blend that they do. So it's a lighter roast, um, kind of milk chocolatey caramel citrus notes to it. At least that's how they describe mm. it. Um, I did it as a, a pour over. And uh, so it wasn't, it's not too strong. I don't do cream or sugar. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going really well with the cigar. Weird fact is I don't really actually drink coffee to like be awake. I'll drink it for pairings or as like a flavor thing. But uh, like I'm not a daily coffee drinker. So That's true. And I didn't find that out until we were at the trade show this year. And I, you know, I gather the team together in the morning and I'm like, all right, you know, who needs to get coffee, whatever. And Mitchell's like, I don't do coffee. And I'm like, well, I got like I got a bunch of monsters in the room. I don't do those either. And I was just like, so okay, how do you like jumpstart the day? Because function. <laughs> yeah, especially I mean you. I mean it, like PCA. I mean you go to bed at two. You're up at seven. Cool. I mean you don't sleep. So yeah. you, you you need something. And Mitchell's like, nah. And I'm like, God bless your soul. I mean, yep. Wow. Gotta yep. give it to him. Yeah, Mitchell, I don't, Mitchell's I really, tough. You know what, though, Mitchell? I gotta tell you, my wife isn't a big coffee drinker either, but now she's starting to be. I think it's like the post-pregnancy thing. But yeah. before she same actually was coffee drink at all, like not even in the lightest. Bit. So, I mean, I I sit there. I'll have you know, it depends on the coffee, of course, but I'll have five or six a day. And then at PCA, like Matt's saying, my God, I can't believe that my heart hasn't imploded at one of those shows yet because I literally. <laughs> Just I'm so exhausted. I'm just sitting there you slamming down espresso uh, like it's water. So, but um, but anyway, now that we yeah, kind this... of have a good understanding of where the the coffee sensations are, it's you know I want to hear from you guys, and then we'll go through the pairing well, about what you're tasting. Well, it's interesting because Nicole actually is on top of her game today. She sent me um, the profile of the particular coffee that she used, which I now have. Uh, this is the Melozio from Nespresso, for those who want to follow along. 
Uh, this is the Melozio. Uh, Melozio, and it's funny. I read this in the description. I read this as it says Brazilian bourbon Arabica beans, and I read it as Brazilian bourbon Arabiaca. And I'm like, oh, that's wow, that's funny. And then I look, and I'm like, no, that's not Arabiaca. <laughs> Um, if you know, you know. If you know your tobaccos, uh, Melosio is here to delight you with its honeyed sweetness and the hallmark smooth cereal note of the blend's Brazilian bourbon Arabica beans. It's best served as coffee, 7.7. Uh, we don't need that. Notes mild, nutty, and balanced, and it's medium bodied. That's what I have for information. How about that? Yeah. How about that? And that, that, really, that really will go. Uh, that really will go really well with uh, what we're what we're pairing tonight. The number three has uh, that mellow nuttiness to it all. In particular, as you're drinking and smoking this one. Yeah, I'd say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'd, I'd say the flavor notes I'm getting off of the coffee are similar to their. You know, like anything, there's always so much. Uh, whenever you read or someone tells you there's a flavor there you naturally look for it, right? So I'm definitely getting that baseline milk chocolate, a little bit of the caramel. I find it difficult to find citrus in coffee unless it's a very fruit forwardy coffee. Um, I find like the those earthier tones come through a lot easier. Um, I'd say this even has a bit of that kind of earth to it. Um, and then, yeah, definitely the, the, the cigar has that light nuttiness, obviously that kind of uh you know with with a bit of that smoked tobacco it's it's got that natural smokiness but it's it's almost like a sweet smoke um you know when, mm -hmm. when we were talking before this the cold draw i was i was explaining the cold draw i was getting off this was like a uh a candied smoked salmon right it was it was meaty and sweet and smoky and it was so it was so fresh in my memory because i was just at the grocery store and they were smoking candied salmon there and and it was like i was like where like i literally just tasted this like an hour ago and it's it's uh yeah it's delicious um but uh yeah it's gonna yeah, be interesting it, to it's interesting it's interesting that yeah it's interesting that you said that about like the sweetness from the tobacco itself because don't forget the american side of the tobacco there's a lot of hickory to it and hickory produces a nice sweet molasses sensation to the tobacco. Right. So it's it, it makes sense that on the cold draw you're gonna get that little bit of sweetness. So um, <laughs> Nicole's on fire tonight. I keep laughing at all her comments. <laughs> she's good. Yeah, you, you have to give it to Nicole. She she's great. She's great in the comments. She's great on the show, but she's great in the comments. Meaty smoked salmon sounds dot 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 interesting. That's you know, I thought the same thing, Nicole. But honestly, the more that I think about it, and how Mitchell just described it, it's that real meatiness that is the you know the the sit that 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 comes to fruition. I kind of understand what he's saying. Um, not so much that the cigar tastes like fish. Uh, I, I mean, I don't no, know. not at all. It, yeah. It actually um, it has no fishiness to it, but that she said like, she meant candied. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't have any of that fishiness to it, but that that aroma that you get from candying and smoking salmon, it, it yeah, almost takes 100%. away that fishiness, and you just have that like those those two smoking <laughs> and, and and candied aromas. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, no fishiness. But that's yeah, that's no, the no thing that no, yeah. I'm I'm I'm. 
I get it. I get it 100%. And I'm, I, I know what you're talking about initially, right? And it's in, I, I just always love to hear. So, like, obviously my job is to do this, right? My job is to tell you what you should be tasting, what you should be sensing. But I always love to hear from other people who are skilled in pairings. And, you know, I, I you two do a lot of cigar smoking. You do a lot of uh, bourbon drinking. You do a lot of wine drinking. And I mean that as oh, a we compliment, do. not to bust on you. Um, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's my point. So, like, you know, it's it's not like you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. So to sit there and listen to the notes that you're getting is always interesting to me, too. And I'll be honest, I've had conversations with people you know how you were saying put put questions in the comments, put questions in the comments. I hope everybody does. But I find it that after the event happens, like when I'm face to face, that's when people come up to me personally. And they're like, hey, I didn't want to ask the question because I don't want to sound dumb. But I got to tell you, I got this when you were saying that. And it makes sense. Why am I getting X, Y, Z? So I just I that's what I love about this job, because you learn something new every single day. Um, and I also just looked over at my side of the screen and I never realized how much I talk with my hands. I guess that's definitely a stereotype that I'll embrace as an Italian. Literally. I'm like, I'm like literally everything that I'm doing it now and I don't even mean to do it. Um, <laughs> you're like Ricky Bobby. It's like, right. I feel really good. About the, I don't know what to do with my hands. You, sh- you can put them down. Oh, okay. The, 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 the tobaccos are really nice the way they marry. Um, it's in your, it's in your jeans. <laughs> It's in your blood. It flows in your blood. It is. Yeah. It literally is. How many how many glasses of wine I've spilled at a table, not because I was drunk, but because I was talking with my hands and I just hit the glass. So well, you know, it's well, maybe you know, it may be end because you were drunk too. You know what I wanted to say? Well, I, which, you know, yeah, that was which was which was funny. You know, speaking of drinking, you know, one of the the last couple of times you were on the show, you brought the same cocktail multiple times and it's a cocktail that i've actually grown to know and love and i even ordered at bars now and a lot of times they look at me like oh okay uh like they haven't heard of it but it sounds interesting and they make it and it's always flawless and that's the godfather cocktail Mm -hmm. that is my shit i'm telling you man that is delicious it pairs well with a lot of stuff but even if i'm just out for dinner like i was out me and nicole went out to a really nice dinner and um you know, we were at a nice steakhouse, and I was like, can I get a, a DiSerono and Makers, like, on the rocks? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And it was fucking awesome. I think I had two of them. <laughs> it was delicious. I, yeah. I, I keep I keep a couple yeah. bottles of DiSerono in the house now just to mix with my bourbon, just just on the fly. It's de- it's delicious. And I I'm telling you, you, it's 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 good stuff. And when I was when we first had that partnership with DiSerono, and if my boss Luciano watches this, he'll go ahead and make fun of me all weekend now, saying that I should work for Di Sorono rather than Toscano. But you know, realistically, as as we were getting this partnership rolling, that was one of the first drinks that I learned how to make from Di Sorono because I joined their um, their cocktail uh, party. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. So they had they had like a virtual cocktail bartender thing. And I went to it, and I learned so many different ways to make drinks from the, with Di Sorono that you wouldn't even think about. So, anyway, the, the Godfather's the number one. All right, let's actually do the pairing. So, again, just like... Um... What's that noise? Yeah, Mitchell, is that you? What's going on? One sec. All right, Mitchell has been muted. And uh, hopefully I, that sound I has gone away. Was... 
I thought it was a I thought it was a toilet flushing actually. I'm an amateur like, lip reader. I, it looks like he called out to his mom. So uh, I thought hope, so too. I think he's gonna get that taken care of, and he's awkwardly laughing in the silence now because he's muted. Because I assume that sound <laughs> is still going on. Yeah, it, no, it's, it's good. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just like to she give just, him shit. She, she, was just, she was just spraying her dog that she just got back from a walk on. That oh. was the noise. Is was water. Okay. So flushing of the toilet was quite close. lovely. Yeah, very close. All yeah, right, Michael, let's do this pairing because I'm gonna run out of coffee because this is so good. <laughs> I know. So, just like with the other pairings, you know, you want to take a sip of the coffee and let it sit on the palate. Mm. Again, that caramel comes to fruition, a little bit of the sweetness. Oh, so Puff good. Of the cigar. Another sip of the coffee. Now, again, it changes the, the profile completely. We're not all going to have the same Ooh. thing because we're all drinking different coffees. But for me, it actually nullified the, the little bit of sweetness that I have in the coffee and brought forward that hazelnut flavor that I talked about, which I find really interesting. And I think that's just the nuttiness, nuttiness of the cigar uh, mixing with the caramel, you know. So, And then you can do the opposite to... Uh, uh, understand the tobacco, so we understand the drink a little bit. Now let's go ahead and take a puff of the cigar. Yeah, well, you're going through that. For me, I found very similarly as well, it kind of took out that caramel note. It brought forward more of like a dark chocolate note instead of milk chocolate, and even more of that earthiness on the coffee, for sure. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's Wait. good. So it is kind of the same profile, just little different flavors. So then go that. ahead and take a sip of the coffee. Mm. That is delicious. See, for me, the caramel came to fruition there. That's interesting. I think that bourbon cream is just like because there's so much spice in that, and it's just it. Every time I take a sip, man, those flavors like are coming together, and it is just it's mind blowing. It's delicious. Yeah, you're getting a lot of the that those, now, those spices are like, and you know, we use spice too as a very general term. But there's so many different kinds of spices. Um, but these are just like on par. Like they're the same spice. It's on yeah. par. It's just, I'm really digging this. Now for me, for me, the, the cigar itself has intensified on the second puff. And it's more, you get that hickory sensation. And like that, that was like black pepper to the tobacco. Yeah, and the more that it sits on the palate, that dark pepper almost turns a little bit into clove. Almost, there's a little bit of a clove sensation to the back of my tongue. So, and again, that may not be uh, your style, but it should be similar. And it seems like we're kind of going down the same road, if you will, which is really neat. So, um, then we'll do. You could actually, Matt. I know that you love this uh part of it and i think mitchell you did too in the oh i know where this is going to the alcohol you could smoke the coffee guys you could literally smoke the coffee so go ahead and take a little sip of the coffee first damn it hold on so while you're All doing right. that i'll right. explain for me i actually found that i got excited i, went I for got the, cigar. The, the opposite um because i think my coffee doesn't have that sweetness like it doesn't have that caramel flavoring 
it actually took away almost all of the earth and smoke from the cigar and the sweetness came very forward like it was the main thing but as i was kind of exhaling and on the finish the smokiness started to kind of tingle back onto the palate but the the sweetness was overwhelming and and very forward from the the, the drink after doing that so yeah a little bit different now, see that's like cool said, that that's that's cool that shows the differential in in mm -hmm. what the tobacco can do with only a simple little ingredient missing from a coffee that's fantastic yeah that's awesome yeah like i said mine's black there's no sugar there's no cream there's nothing it's just black coffee yeah yeah right. you're the real man of this group just fyi i wish to god that i because honestly like i told you i usually drink my coffee black but i needed a little bit of a a little lighter tonight so all right let's take a sip of the coffee again the sensation on the palate mm. and it's so cool the iced coffee really cools the palate down it almost refreshes it man this is great i haven't that's, done this in a while that's actually and, a good point and go think ahead of that. and smoke the coffee mm -hmm. i obviously used a clear glass for theatrics I do not it's cool this time of the year because it looks like a cauldron. So go ahead and spin that a little bit. Where's my camera? I never do that right. There we go. And then before the smoke dissipates, have another sip. Unfortunately, I'm outside, so my Man. smoke Damn. comes up pretty quick. Okay, now you know what I get? I get a – all of a sudden, I get hazelnut. And I get, um, like, just a mouthful of the uh, Ferrero Rocher. Ooh, I love Ooh, Ferrero Rocher. Yeah. You. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A little bit of that. Uh, right hold in there. While we're here, mm -hmm. take, take a, a slow-mo picture of this coffee smoking because it's sick. Hold on. <laughs> And uh, I already have my chocolate here with me, and I want to have a bit of it with this Master Age. Um, That's actually a good idea. Me, I should boss mine out. For me, uh, I went with a 72% dark chocolate here. Uh, this is like a small batch company called Askinosi, and it is a single origin Mababu Tanzanian chocolate. Uh, do they have flavor notes? Oh, my here? God. But, uh, yeah, this is super, super good chocolate. Again, I don't really eat chocolate often. Um, like, I'm not, like, a candy bar guy or, or just, like, a general Halloween candy. I often don't eat dark chocolate as well unless I'm doing a pairing. Um, a couple weeks ago, I actually did a nice uh, Toscana uh, Sangiovese wine. It was, like, a blend and uh, with, with this chocolate, and it was amazing it was delicious to do wine and chocolate together so but, i uh, i would imagine i would imagine did the um did the chocolate kind of overpower the wine um i would say the chocolate definitely was at the forefront especially being like a 72 percent um dark right. chocolate but as long as as long as you let it melt in your mouth and, and kind of have that finish. Um, 
it, it was still delicious. I would say it enhanced, well, it didn't, I wouldn't say it enhanced the wine too significantly, but it was, uh, it was just like an interesting flavor experience and how it changed both things quite drastically. Man, chocolate was a good call. That yeah, because really... I mean, yeah, but you know, real fast to, to Mitchell's point, I mean, you know, 72% cacao is, that's, I mean, that's a pretty bitter, strong chocolate. And then the cell uh, is a lighter wine. So that's why I kind of thought the, the um, chocolate would overcome that a little bit. I'm actually eating what we call a smidgen. So Gertrude Hawk Chocolate is another partner of Toscano. And Gertrude Hawk is a local company that they make these smidgens. So these little, where is my camera? Again, there we go. I, I swear to God, I'm, I'm dyslexic and I go the wrong way every time. So this <laughs> okay. is a little pumpkin smidgen and inside is peanut butter. It's Ooh. dark chocolate and inside is peanut butter and it's delicious. So just like with coffee, just like with alcohol, you can just the differential when you eat chocolate and smoke a cigar. So let's go ahead and do just that. Take a puff of your cigar. The nice thing about this, I find, is I can let the chocolate melt in my mouth while still puffing on the cigar, which is not something you can always do with a liquid. You can't always like literally have right, it story. melting on all it and 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 smoke at the same time. Oh my god. Unreal. Oh my it's god. It's crazy. I'm still getting like so I'm eating I have with me for those who know about it the famous Cadbury dairy milk. Um this is the British version, not the American made version. Um for those who know, it's it's <laughs> you know. For those who don't, it's delicious. Um and it's crazy cuz it's just it's just a straight milk chocolate. But now, it, I just get so much hazelnut. Like it's just like it's almost like just it's almost like just having a bunch of chunks of Nutella. I mean, the the hazel like it comes it, and I have nothing hazelnut. There's nothing. It just it came out of nowhere, and now I get nothing but hazelnut. After I have that have that cigar and then I put the chocolate, it's just hazelnut all the way, and it's it's actually kind of nice. Which makes me wonder, like, if I actually had, like, a hazelnut chocolate or if I had, you know, a hazelnut coffee or whatever. Like, how would that actually pair with actual oh, hazelnut? It'll, it'll pair. Yeah. Oh, it'll be unbelievable. If you get if you get some Nutella on a graham cracker while smoking the Gettybaldi, life changer. Mm, that's good to know. I'll have to write that down. Yeah, but uh, like, Nutella pairing will be amazing. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, when I smoke it, and I'm eating these, from the peanut butter melts so well with the, the uh, caramel and the citrus notes from the cigar, it almost turns it into a roasted s'more. Mm. Like, I'm not... Uh, uh, a hickory roasted s'more. I just found my new favorite pairing. Mm. This is like happening on the fly right now. Like yes. he, he, it's sinking in for him. He's like, "Oh shit, I got something here." <laughs> oh my god, this is unbelievable. It's like almost mind blowing. Holy god! Mm. Mm. So there's got to be questions out there in Question Land. What'd you say, Mitchell? 
coffee, chocolate, and cigars. This is, uh, these definitely are like a trifecta. You know, when people say pairing things, you want to pair even where, you know, where things come from and where, like, from from similar soils, right? And and all these things, they're grown in similar climates. They're grown in similar places. And, and you know, even for coffee and chocolate themselves, like, they, for these higher-end chocolates, they do, like, fermentation on the coffee uh, on the chocolate bean before they they uh they mix them together and it's it's uh yeah it is definitely next level like the combination of flavors and the fact that they can work so well together and bring out things but also stay balanced is uh yeah it's it's delicious well it's pretty it's interesting that you say that so like for me i whenever i do pairings and like i I, you kind of just hit the nail on the head when you talk about you know the fact that chocolate coffee tobacco similar process sim- similar harvesting type thing but it really also gives the consumer the understanding of what we're what we take advantage of every day like a lot of people just pick up a cup of coffee and they drink it because they need caffeine but what they don't think about is the process that goes behind making your favorite cup of coffee same thing with anything that we consume and tobacco itself, uh, in particular, because I'm, you know, I work for Toscano, the, the, I know firsthand, I've seen it, the power, the manpower that goes behind it, it really gives you a different appreciation of what mother nature provides to us every single day that we just sit there and think it should just happen. But without the hard workers of the agriculturalists, of the companies, of the manufacturers, it, it, we, we don't have that. So, Mitchell, your explanation just now made a light bulb go off in my head so much. And it's such a different talking point to use that I, I tend to touch on, but I don't do well enough. And I think that the way that you just kind of brought that to a head was really impressive. Well, thank you. Yeah, this is... Uh... Definitely a good pairing. If, if you guys have not tried Toscano's with some chocolate, some coffee, you got you to gotta get it. You got to get it. And these, these Master Age, um, as you kind of pointed out before, like kind of a, a quite a, like a slightly different take than your classic Toscano, right? Like you have this aging process and um, it's, it's so, you know, every time we've talked about this, when you open the aromas of it, you're like, oh, my God, this thing is going to, like, kill me with smoke. It's so yeah. balanced. Like, they're not they're not strong cigars. Like, they are – they're there's nice complexity. It's really just – it's it's got complexity, good flavors, sweetness, and pairing with them. It, it allows – it almost gives room. The Toscano gives room for the pairing to blossom. Like, sometimes you take, like – a really like another cigar that might be just like super nuanced and, and complex and have all these flavor profile changes and you have it with a pairing and it sometimes takes away from that and with the Toscanos because they are so consistent every single time and they have these very balanced core flavors it allows so much room for a pairing to blossom together and for it to become a whole like a whole flavor experience to envelop your entire palate like the like i'm feeling sensation on the top of my palate my cheeks i have salivation 
you know, the tip of my tongue, the back of my tongue are all being, you know, uh, being lit up with flavor. So we do have a couple of Well, and again, too. oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Actually, you know what, Mike? No, you finish that. We'll get those after. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, ultimately, that's really, I, 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 I concur with you because when we talk about Toscano, uh, you look at the cigar kind of in the same vein of what you were talking about, Mitchell, you look at the cigar, right? And I think, you know, Matt, you and I have had this conversation numerous times. You look at the cigar and you're like, oh, it's, it's a cheroot. It's, it's, it's nothing special. It's just, a, you know, this isn't going to wow me. And then when you pick the right pairing, which I think, you know, I did tonight, it really enhances everything. So like the pairings that I choose for these are tested. I sit and I try everything that we do. Now, granted, I didn't try the peanut butter dark chocolate smidgen when I did the original pairing, but I did something similar. It just took that a whole step above, you know? And like you were saying, the higher quality chocolates, just like Gertrude Hawk has, or, you know, uh, the Cadbury that Matt gets, because, you know, we don't have family in England like some people that we know in this chat. But, you know, it's a different process for them, and there's so much more into it. And, and and I think that the more artisanal stuff that you pair together, the more uh, intense pairing you're going to get. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I You know, in short, I wholeheartedly concur with your synopsis there. Yeah, I mean, for, and the other thing, too, is just so you know, I buy this here. We have a British market nearby. We actually buy them here. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You could have just I now that ruined my story, it ruined my thunder. Damn it, Matt. Well, you know, I just I don't want to mislead anybody. <laughs> you well, I also but want people to know have, you can get you it here if you a look. Direct connection. We do. Well we do, because Nicole's Nicole's mother's family's from England, yeah. Yeah. We we do. We do have that. We do have that. Just like I, I have I have a contact in Canada who can get me various things from certain islands in the Caribbean that we cannot acquire here so it all works out you know there you go it all yeah. works out, it all works out. <laughs> Every, everybody's everybody's got a guy everybody's got a guy yeah yeah you got a guy i got a guy for everything <laughs> um i just wanted to say because i didn't want to miss them so i apologize if i was a little too uh fast with it before but excuse no, me no no um we did have a couple of questions, and I wanted to make sure that they they got uh, brought up on the show because I like for people to feel like their questions are, you know, being included. First one comes from Paul Ferris, who said, "What about infusing with coffee, chocolate, or flavor of choice versus live pairing? You're doing? I'm not sh sure I follow that. I think I think he means like taking a cigar and pre-infusing it, like say like ah, putting okay. it in a in a vessel with coffee beans." And then tasting it, say before, like one without the coffee beans, and then one with the coffee beans. Mm -hmm. How might that change it? Or you know, a, a chocolate, or you know, obviously we've heard multiple people, you know, sh shoving a, a thing of bourbon in there, like a shot glass of bourbon or amaretto or whatever to try right. to infuse. Right. Well, and that's a good question. But I'll tell you, Paul, if you want to try an infused Toscano with coffee or chocolate, we just happen to have those in our Toscanello line. Which so goes the Toscanellos right into our next are, question. 
No, keep going. But this this goes into our next question, actually, because the next question yeah, is: so, Are there I mean, other Toscanos that pair well with coffee? And this is like perfect for that. So, <laughs> yes, yes. So you know the Toscanello line. They're the small. I can't take this camera thing. <laughs> the smaller, the smaller uh, boxes that we have, and you know the air, the aromat- aromatic process of. Toscanello is uh, very unique. It's kind of different in a way. So once we fire cure our tobacco, uh, we add it in big barrels, and then we add in natural coffee bean, natural chocolate, vanilla, anice, which is uh, the anise star, grappa, Italian moonshine, and we rotate these barrels and let the filler tobacco kind of infuse with those aromatics. And then the wrapper is just fire-cured tobacco, so you, you really get a really nice infused aromatic sensation when you smoke a Toscanello. Um, ultimately, it, 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 we have that. Um, and it's really, really a lot of fun to watch Boomer, who is so hell-bent on not smoking anything with aroma to it, take a puff of a Toscanello and be like, oh my God, this tastes like a very, very nice cup of coffee with some strong tobacco. Yeah. I haven't had any of the Toscanellos yet, but I've I've heard great things. Toscanello yeah. was one of the first Toscanos I actually had. So the first, Mike knows this, the first Toscano I had was still Novo, which I, I'm still upset that you guys don't have mm-hmm. it anymore. And he knows that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the second one, it was actually so. It was the first time I met Michael, I want to say, twenty eighteen, um, was the first time I met him. He was doing an event at two guys. Uh, maybe twenty twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, because it was at the Still Novo launch. You were you were on your little tour for Still Novo, and that's when I first met you. I had the Still Novo. I think I bought a sleeve of those, and then he actually told me about the Toscanellos, which. I've actually turned a lot of people on to, especially new cigar smokers, people who are curious. Mm-hmm. I've actually been like, you know what? Try this because it's it. it look, how do I get into this without I want to I want to say this the right way. So a lot of times when you introduce someone to cigars, you might introduce them to something Connecticut Shade. You might introduce them to like a standard cigar that's infused like a la, you know, like a nub or uh, the Java or a, an acid from Drew State. Um, but I've actually found that the Toscanello is actually a, an even better one because I just feel like the flavor component to it, the size, it's not intimidating. They're smaller little cigars. If you don't like it, it's a small cigar. You don't feel like, ah, oh, like, but also just the way the aroma and the flavor works on it, it's a. In my opinion, it's a very approachable kind of format. And I've actually turned a lot of people onto smoking cigars who've gone on to smoke all sorts of regular kind of and beyond cigars uh, with the Toscanello. And that was like the experience where it was like, oh, I kind of like this cigar smoking thing. And it, it made people curious as they really liked yeah. that experience. And I feel like the Toscanellos are some of the most important cigars that Toscano offers because of that reason. I, I think that they're... They're great. Uh, if you're if you're an experienced cigar smoker, you'll find it kind of fun and kind of different, and you can really enjoy it. If you're a new cigar smoker, 
I think it kind of eases you into it a little bit. You have the, the, the familiar flavors and the nuances from those that kind of like, oh, like I kind of like this. And then you kind of want to explore further. Um, so I, I think that I would recommend those to anybody. And I like when they come up, as Mike, you know, because we've talked about them on almost every show. Is the, t the Toast Canelos, I think, are, are very important cigars. I think everyone should try. Uh, but especially if you're getting, if you're. They're massively important. And if you're going to be checking out Toscano cigars, you want to order some, it's your first time, you want to try them, order some Garibaldi, order some of the Masterage. But please, do yourself a favor. Order a couple different flavors of Toscanellos. Even if you think, like, you know, the flavor, just just do it. They're not very expensive, and you just you just might like it. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I haven't really met anyone who didn't like them or found them to be like, ah, oh, like it's too much, like it's kind of gross. No, it's subtle. But it's there and it's nice. Um, so I, Matt, I, it's you. You have no idea how many people I have that reach out to me after events, saying, you know, I didn't smoke it at the event because I was afraid to. But man, these are great, and I just went out and bought a box or two. So, like, huh. you know, to your point, a hundred percent. That's what it is. You just have to get over the initial fear, which you know, for Toscano, we have a lot of those because of how we are, <laughs> etc. But you know, at at the end of the day, once you overcome that fear, it's all you. You know, we're very popular with pipe smokers, too, because especially the Toscanellos for the aromatic, the pipe smokers love our tobacco. And a trick that my nonno taught me was when you, if you get a Toscano that, let's say, you know, you had it in your glove box and it cracked. So you don't waste Toscano tobacco ever. So if you have a Toscanello and it was in your glove box and it cracked, or maybe, you know, like you do what I do, I probably shouldn't say this as brand ambassador, but how many times I put a box of Toscanello in my back pocket, sat down, and I cracked them. I refuse to throw them out. So what I do is I have seven different jars. Ooh, the jar. Tobacco, where I literally, I crunch it up. Throw it in a pipe. Oh, I found my camera, Mitchell. That's it. That's it. And then you you literally put that in the pipe and you smoke it. And, you know, I buy pipe tobacco when I, cause I do enjoy. I have about, you know, 14 or 15 pipes now. Adrian Strickland from Miami Cigar actually got me on pipe smoking. I never was a pipe smoker until he and I started hanging out. Um, so now I have all these pipes. And every once in a while, I'll just light a pipe up and I'll put some Toscano tobacco in it. And it's phenomenal. It's great. It's not overpowering, like you said, Matt. It doesn't burn hot. It doesn't burn hurt your palate. It's really uh, pleasant. It's pleasing. And for me, the chocolate in particular is delicious because there's delicious notes of cherry um, around, uh, <clears throat> you know, w w on the retro hill. So another, yeah. another. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. I was just gonna say, I dabbled with pipes for a little while, a few years back, and uh, I remember. Uh, Michael and I actually talked about that, and um, I actually I I bought a couple boxes of Toscanellos to smoke as is, but then I was cutting them into little chunks and stuffing them in my pipe and just smoking them in the pipe. No, no other pipe tobacco. Just just putting them in there and getting them in there all nice, and that was an experience too. And I was like, damn, this is kind of interesting. And even in the pipe where you have the other, you know, the other pipe tobacco that's, you know, burned inside the, inside the, the bowl of it. And, uh, it, it just, it, it is, it's nice. And 
it's something that I have enjoyed. I don't get to well, I shouldn't say get to. I I don't get around to smoking as much pipe as I as I did at one point. Um, but when I do pick it up from time to time, I'm like, you know, I forget how good this is. Uh, and that's and that's something yeah. that, that I that I've done myself. I actually started my tobacco journey with pipe tobacco. It wasn't right. like a major deep dive, but uh, that's how I that's how I started. And another another really cool thing with like the Toscanos is you know again you can cut them in half and share them because they're not capped on either end. Right. And uh, especially for these pairings, you can kind of like pick how long you want to be smoking for. Like say you want to try like three different Toscanos, you know, again, with the most regular cigars, you know, you're, you're there for an hour, two hours for the cigar. And it's like, what are you going to do though, that like three times? Like that'll take you all day. Like, you know, we can just snip it off, have that little amount that we want for, for that specific pairing. And again, because it smokes so consistently and so great through that entire thing, it's, it's awesome. And uh, if we were to cut our cigars, Matt, what would we, what would we use to cut our cigars? Mm. So true. Tobacco? So you true. Know? You know, I, I, you know, what? I'm so glad you brought this up because I was just going to say we missed, we missed a couple of details. Um, and I, I can't believe we did. Um, but first of all, we tonight on this show have been cutting and lighting our cigars with DuPont, ST DuPont accessories. That's right. ST DuPont uh, I'm using the Duffy Extreme in the new Petrol Blue finish that just came out. This is a beautiful lighter, very well-made twin jet lighter. And I know it's a little difficult to see. It feels great in the hand. Pinpoint accuracy. Pinpoint accuracy. You have that giant fuel window on the side. It's a little tough to see on camera, but in person, I'll tell you, the whole side of the lighter is one big fuel window. You can see how much fuel you have in there. And then, of course, my ST DuPont cutter. This is the sharpest cutter I've ever owned. Um, it, this this will cut through anything. Um, fantastic. And they stand the test of time. Um, nothing but the best here at Spoken Tobacco. With ST DuPont, be exceptional. And... Most importantly, and we've actually mentioned them a few times, but I can't believe we didn't do this sooner. If you are interested in Toscano cigars, there's one place you can get them that is fantastic, that I'm pretty sure carries all of them, and that is thenumber2guyscigars.com. You have to head over to thenumber2guyscigars.com today. You'll find all of the Toscano cigars. Order yourself a nice little assortment. Build yourself a little assortment pack. Order it. That's right, thenumber2guyscigars.com. The best place to go. While you're at it, pick up some other cigars and some cigar accessories only at the number two guys cigars.com. They carry the Tuscanellos for sure. You know, they do. I'm they do. At it right now. They and carry so everything. For... They carry every. They, they carry all 22 blends of Toscano. There you go. Come on. The there's, guy, there's the guy who, the guy who owns two guys, his last name is Garofalo. You think he don't carry all the Toscanos? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, on the you Toscano soundstage. Need... Come on. You got you got you know a guy. You actually know two guys. I know a lot of guys. But I know I know <laughs> two guys and oh, those yeah. and those two guys are great. They'll get you your stuff. Yeah. That's it. It's a true story. Yeah, we have a really good partnership with two guys. So I saw somebody put on the and, and Matt, tell me if I'm wrong. Somebody asked a question of do you guys do only infused cigars? Oh, so right here. I don't know if they're talking to me regarding Toscano. Um but I'm going to answer that from a Toscano standpoint. We do not. We have 22 different blends of Toscano, uh, six of which actually are aromatically infused cigars. The rest are just 
fire cured tobacco with different blends of our Italian and our American tobacco. So uh, that was a great question. And I think it's something that a lot of people who don't know about Toscano ask because they, like like Matt said, Toscanello and the aromatic side is a side of uh, Toscano that a lot of people go to initially. Um, but it's funny. We only have six aromatic skews. We don't have any, you know, the rest of them are, are uh, fire-cured tobacco with the mix of the Italian and the American tobaccos that we use. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the way you guys have the Toscanellos and then you have all the other stuff. I mean, it it's such, it's such a diverse portfolio, and I think it's more diverse than people realize, too. For those who haven't really yeah. gotten down and spent the time to really know Toscano's, the brand, and really try everything, I mean, there is a... Is a lot of different flavors in just Toscano that would keep you busy for so long. You trying to, if you were trying to do pairings, if you were, you know, just trying to to find what you like, just smoking by itself or whatever it is. I mean, th- there's a lot there. And uh, again, uh, t- I, two guys cigars. That's where you got to go. Go buy them there. Uh, they're fantastic. Someone had, had mentioned up to check my shop. Check your local brick and mortar. But if they don't have it, that's where you got to go. Um, yep. I wanted to bring up, uh, we have to do the news also as well. So let's do our news um, before we before we wrap up the show. And our news is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. That's right, featuring the McAuliffe Black, rated 91, at SmokingTobacco.com. McAuliffe Black, it's a blackout. Um, this week, speaking of black, HVC has announced yet again, it's Black Friday, 2023 edition. Uh, which will be, this year will be the thickest version of the cigar. Uh, every year in the fall, just in time for the unofficial kickoff day to the holiday season, HVC, now for the 10th year in a row, releases their Black Friday limited edition. The cigar has been presented in different Vitolas each year. This year, the cigar sees its thickest yet, a 45 by 56 Petite Gordo. Uh, this cigar will begin shipping end of the month beginning roughly beginning like first week and end of october first week of november roughly uh according to uh, our friends over at, at hvc um uh, just in time for that holiday season um it does it, this will be limited to 600 boxes of 50 so these will come in boxes of 50 almost like a cabinet size uh 600 boxes and the msrp on this cigar is nine dollars and 80 cents each Again, in a 50-count box. Um, these cigars are fantastic. I mean, the Black the Black Friday has been one of those cigars that I do look forward to every year. Um, oh, yeah. Every single one that I've had, including the Firecracker edition that they did a few years back with United. Uh, I, th- I had a few of those left. I don't know if I still do, but those were great. Real powerful. The Black Friday, the Black Friday Firecracker. That was a powerful hey, Firecracker, too. You, you sent me one, actually. I haven't smoked it, and I'm going... It's, it's still in my humidor, but uh, I'm definitely excited to try that, for sure. It's, it's a good one. And also, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, we've, we've got a, an, an HVC review coming out soon in the next, uh, next week or so. The 10th anniversary, mm-hmm. 54. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think Rainier's doing great things. You know, known for using their uh, the the Aganorsa tobacco and was was being made out of Aganorsa for so long. And he what was it two years ago or a year ago? He opened his own factory, and I think it's it's doing great for him. Yeah, I think, yeah, uh, yeah. He's got know, his the, own factory now. He's he's he's, he's growing. Yeah, he's and, doing great. And the, the blending, it's it's a uh, 
yeah, you know, one of another one of those brands, you know, like I said, 10 years and you know, people are finally kind of, you know, giving them some recognition. But, uh, you know, Rainier also maybe one of the best voices in the industry. Maybe, 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 maybe. Uh, so, yeah, check those out. Those also will be available at the number two guys cigars.com. Um, I know uh, I have another piece of chocolate here. I'm going to plop this in. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I, I caught up. I cut and lit the other half of that Master Age three. Man, delicious. Nice. So creamy. My coffee is just about gone, and it's cold yeah, now. It's a good. Uh, it's a good pairing. I think I'm gonna have to run with these a little bit more often too. So. Oh yeah, I think so. Honestly, yeah. all your pairings have been great. Like all the ones we've done over the years. Yep. They have been great. Having said that, I think this might be the best one we've ever done. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, it's different, too, right? It's a mm. different kind of pairing. It's not your ordinary pairing. So these are things that we're kind of, you know, talking about, you know, doing more often. So I just saw Bruce Stark, too, saying, um, you know, that he leaves it in his glove box. David Garofalo leaves them in his glove box because they don't need humidification. And that is true. Uh, the majority of Toscano cigars do not need humidification, which is a great asset of the cigar. You're dealing with premium La and Viso tobacco that doesn't need to be humidified because of the fire. Uh, but just as a uh, one, the last thing that I'll say, because I know that we're short on time, uh, the one thing that I will kind of warn the consumer about is with the, the Master Age, we do recommend... It's not required, but it's recommended to leave the macerage in a humidor simply because they exist in humidification throughout the entire 360-day aging process. So that, that variation, if there's less humidification, if it gets really low, uh, you run the risk of the wrapper cracking because you're dealing with an uber-premium wrapper that is uh, very oil and, re and requires a little bit more humidification. Again, it's not acquired but it's recommended because i don't want you guys to buy these love them when you first smoke but then have them out for you know a year and say well shit i didn't smoke as well because it looks like the wrapper was cracked that's because as it continues to dry and age and ferment because toscano continues to ferment in the cellophane it'll tighten up and it could potentially crack the wrapper I, yeah i always keep mine in just a quick ziploc bag a little humidity pack in there um it's also really nice because uh when you open it up the aroma of all the master aged is is very very pleasant it's so nice just kind of like right opening that up and so oh yeah and uh so yeah that's that's what i like to do and, and the same thing i keep kind of like a little extra thing of toscanos just in my bag lying around but then for these guys i just throw them in a little ziploc bag with a small little pack and they've been good for for months again because they're Perfect. they're well aged and they're well humidified it doesn't soak up the like the humidity from the the humidity pack as much um because yeah yep agreed well we are getting towards the end of our show um and so i'm trying to keep this trying to keep this on schedule um so unfortunately we are running out of time i wish we had more um because we always have so much fun with these too and mike i appreciate you coming by and doing this again we have to keep doing it because every time we do, I find something new that literally just changes my life. And um, <laughs> I, I love that. first it was the Godfather cocktail, just in itself, which I still love. 
But I'm telling you, this Master Age 3 with this with this particular coffee setup. Hmm. This Good is stuff. a this is a new this is a new like top favorite for me. I mean, this this could be a regular especially in the morning cuz I mean, I mostly drink coffee in the morning. This could be my new like this could be like a new weekend morning routine, you know, like the Master Age 3 with a good coffee in the morning to start my day, real sweet. Not over nothing strong and overpowering, just I think this but this could be a this could be a new thing for me cuz I'm I'm telling you, I'm really digging it. It is delicious. It is Love just, it. it's fantastic. Love it. It's fantastic. I'm happy. I'm happy. Well, that's what these are about, man. The movie these are about. So, thank you guys so much for having me on again. Thanks to everybody. Uh, I probably won't see you virtually. So happy holidays to everybody. Have a wonderful, safe time. Enjoy family. And uh, Matt, enjoy that. Because you know that is Angelo's future wife. We've already discussed this. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We have. Yep. Yeah, I got to make sure yeah. she, uh, okay. I got to take care of her. Make sure she, you know, she makes it there, you know. She can deal. She can deal with with uh, me as her father-in-law, her potential father-in-law, because that that could kind yeah. of chase her away immediately. I could. I. I would be. You I'd know. be. I'd be cool with that. I'd be cool with that. You know. That would. That would be nice. That would be nice. We have fun. You know. At least we'd have fun. Two good families too. So it could be. You know. It could be worse. So. There's gonna be a lot of cigar smoking at those events. Those family gatherings. You know. Can you imagine a wedding like that? Woo, baby. Mitchell, thanks, buddy. It's always a pleasure to see you. I hope to see you soon. (laughs) Always fun. Guys, thank you so much for watching the show tonight. If you're watching with us live or if you're listening to us later, thank you for listening along with us. Don't forget to like and subscribe on all of our platforms. Everywhere you can find your podcast and our social media platforms at Smoking Tobacco. And as always... Visit SmokingTobacco.com for more news, reviews, and updates from the cigar industry. And with that, we'll see you next week. Take care. Have a good night. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smoking Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.